Hello, hello. I'm Anne-Marie David, and uh, I'm very, very happy to welcome you on Building Bridges. Yeah, yeah, ding dong! Play it! Bitte is You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Yeah, so we had a fun little episode last week, didn't we? Yes. It's always <laughs> fun to talk about really? drama. Um, we even we even reached out to our listeners, and we did have some responses, which I'm thrilled about. So we, uh, of course, last week, if you haven't heard, we discussed the whole jury drama, and I'm happy to say that a week later, it seems like, I don't know about you two, but it seems like there's less uh, anger, there's less complaining on social media about the whole Karia Lorraine situation. So we put a poll on our Instagram that kind of reflected the the uh, the data that we discovered, and we asked what you thought should happen, if anything, with the, with the voting process, and half, actually half, 50% of you responded and said that we should go back to the system we had last in Torino in 2022, where the juries had half the say in the semifinals and the finals. Interestingly, nobody said what happened this year should happen again. So the 2023 <laughs> system got 0% of the results. Uh, a th- another third, so 33%, said that there should be more weight given to the televote. So keep the juries, but make the make the public have more say. And 17% said adios to the juries entirely. We should get rid of them. Are you surprised by what uh, what our listeners said? I don't... Not I, really. I'm not really. Not at all. <laughs> but I would say that was that. Thank you to everyone who voted in our poll. And now it's time for our very special guest episode. Well... Today is a huge day for our podcast as we have the big honor to talk to, well, I want to say true Eurovision royalty. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most beloved Euro winner, Eurovision winners of all time, securing the gold medal for the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg in 1973 and then winning another bronze medal in 1979 for her home nation, France. And now... She has made it. She has achieved what she has been fighting for for a long time. Luxembourg is finally returning to Eurovision now. Here she is. Welcome to Anne-Marie David. Merci beaucoup. Merci. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for being here with us. I can't even express what a huge honor it is. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Don't feel (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's... uh, Address the elephant in the room, first of all. Uh, Luxembourg is back to Eurovision after all these years. It's insane. Like, how did you, how was your first reaction? How did you find out about this? I, I just thought one thing. Finally. Yes. Finally, well. they are back. The, the, you know, this country has missed us. We have missed this country for a long, long, long time. I can understand uh, the, maybe the reasons, the good ones, the bad ones. I don't have to judge that, but you, uh, Luxembourg has been for so many years and from the beginning was there. So it was a, a great shame that uh, we didn't have that country with us. Yeah. Um, 
what did you fight to bring Luxembourg back to the contest look like? So what was actually, because we, we are all aware of that, how, how much do you fight for, and you fought in the past for Luxembourg to get back. So um, what is it on, on your cards? Uh, what, what kind of fight did you have on your own to, to get it back? Well, like awareness? Uh, my, my, my first one was to go to RTL and ask them why the wine hair. And what I, uh, what I heard at that time was that uh, the channel in, who would be in charge in, in, in Luxembourg, uh, the, the boss of it, that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's the truth, but, but that's what I heard is that he was not interested at all by Eurovision financially and so and so and so. So I, I, I thought it was something bad that nobody wanted to take it in his hands, you know, because in France we have several channels and maybe I said well if it's not that one maybe another one maybe they, they can join both of three of, of them to just connect and and assume that um, and then I had lots of Luxembourg friends and I said please tell me how I can do what I can do and uh, I've met some years ago in Israel I've met uh, Stefan Bern who is the the French speaker for uh, Eurovision, uh, Eurovision France. And he asked me and said, Anne-Marie, please help me. I would like so much to have Luxembourg back in, in the Eurovision. I said, well, tell me what I can do. And he said, let's bring a message to all the people. And I recorded the message. I mean, every time the people ask me something for Luxembourg return, I did it. But of course, I'm just a singer. I'm not a politician. Um, and I'm not financially able to carry all these events on my own money. So, of course, it was more difficult for, for me. But be sure that I will do everything I can to, to, to spread the new now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So do you have any expectations for what you, you hope Luxembourg will bring to the contest this year? And maybe has... Has Radio Télé Luxembourg reached out at all yet, or is it still too early? Well, uh, I've heard about the person in charge of, uh, of, of the selection, and, but I don't know him. I haven't met him uh, already. I'm just going to Luxembourg in, uh, on the 9th of uh, July because I'm going to do a, um, a gay pride concert there. And uh, with my agent, I hope I can meet the people in charge of the Eurovision and ask them all the questions that, that are in, in me, you know. Yeah. What, what do you want and how do you want it? How do you select? Because, you know, at, at my time, I had, there was no large selection. I mean, just it was after my, my first performance in Jesus Christ Superstar in Paris that I had mm. the two people in charge of RTL France. And they saw me and they say, well, we want her for next year. And they just, I mean, Luxembourg had just won, I think, two or three weeks before. And I, and I asked them, and I was 20, you know. Yeah. And I asked them, but believe me, you, you want to win or not? And they say, of course we want to win. <laughs> we can win 10, 10 years, 15 years, doesn't matter. We want to win, but we want you. <laughs> And I said, okay, because if you don't want to win, I don't want to go. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, when you're 20, you're so, well, I, I, I'm still 20 in my mind, you know. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was it. 
so that's the right mentality, right? I mean, if you if you go for a game, you you're like you have to go all in, you know. Like if you're ready with a good song, and that's what your story was all about. And even like with 50th anniversary, pretty much this year of of it's you know if you think about it, after all these years, it's 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 a it's a classic, right? Yes, it has become a classic. But I think you know there is a point that we have to measure now. There. I think you know, the, the letters of Eurovision Song Contest are ESC. And mm -hmm. now we approach to still ESC, but Eurovision Show Contest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a bit silly because if you love show and if you love soloists, you have only one vote. How can you choose between two things that you love, but are so different to compare. So yeah. in my time, the, it was something very important that I was selected and I was chosen me as mm -hmm. a person. And then we, were, we had one year to, to sell to all the composers, writers and publishers to send songs to have a good costume for me, because a song is a costume. So if you change this rule, and if you just collect things like this, and just say, well, this, yes, this, no, this, you probably don't have the, the right costume. You, you told me that my song is still on air and people can still sing. Try to sing yeah. some songs from today. It's impossible because it's too much show yeah. and too less songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what my my opinion is why don't we do a Eurovision show contest and why don't we do a Eurovision song contest? Oh, yeah. The gimmick is ESC. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's go for it. You know what I mean? Two and years. then you have a lot of time to to and we can compare what is comparable. Yeah. Two soloists you may uh, love the song, you may love the interpretation, you may love the person, the, the soul that, that this, the soloist brings. But when you have a show and, you, and, and, well, you see people who jump all over, who, okay, okay. I, I don't, sometimes I like some shows I see, but then it's, an, it's something else. And for Luxembourg, yeah. I pray that I, they choose one singer and they ask one year in advance, all the composers and writers, and not only the friend of my friend, who is my friend, who is my publisher, <laughs> yeah. to write a song who fits to the person chosen for that. That's my, that's why you remember to talk on it, because I don't, people don't like the song, but they can sing the song. They know what is the song, <laughs> you know? But so, yeah. it, it's it's so great to see that you're so passionate about it. Like, how is it that you have remained such a big fan of the Eurovision for all these years? Because for you, obviously, it wasn't just a competition. It's probably no. something you live with, right? I mean, as a singer, as an artist, but also with somebody who you know who carried the, the nostalgia and mm -hmm. and and providing the song, you know, a new life actually to new generations all over and over again. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a, it's a fact that uh, my life was always based on one thing, not to be famous, but to have connection with an audience. The audience say the truth. 
When you perform, yeah. either the people love you or they don't. Mm -hmm. And if you have the pleasure to connect with them, then you have to give them the best of you, the best of who you are. And they must enjoy to see you and they must love you because we share something. I'm not there to earn money or to be famous or whatever. You know, each concert, the minimum one, the, the little one, or the biggest open air one that like I, I will do in Luxembourg, it doesn't matter. The problem is that eye to eye, heart to heart, I talk to a person and I have to join the heart of this person with what I am, with who I am. And I must imagine all his eyes. Who are they? What do they expect from me? Except to be happy. Yeah. It's the only thing. They want to be happy. What do you, do you have? Do you know another job where people pay to be happy? No. <laughs> no. You Fair go enough. to the doctor, it's not to be happy. It's to be cured. Yeah. You go to the, to the I don't know, wherever you go, you go to the baker, it's by bread. Not to yeah. be happy. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So <laughs> that's point. why I love my job. You know, it's because, we, we, look, we are four. You are four. And I am here and we talk. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is a miracle of life. Yeah. And I think you truly achieve that because like whenever we see you perform, even nowadays, like you engage with the audience really. And like the audience so chants along. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never do twice the same thing. I cannot repeat. You know, when I, when I make a tour, people say, well, uh, we have to say where you are starting, where you go. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. I mm. enter on stage, feel the audience, how the audience is, and then I adapt. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. It's live yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to admit something. So I was introduced to you. I, I found your vision fairly recently. Uh, it's not popular in Canada. Most people here don't know what it is. Um, and I remember uh, there was an anniversary show that you did in London with the BBC. Mm -hmm. And you you came out fairly early in that, and 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 the music started playing, and I I never heard of you, I never heard of Tutu Rokaretra, and it was just the most amazing thing to see you come out on stage, so powerful and emotional, and we we know we can joke the the British aren't known for knowing foreign languages, and here <laughs> here you were in the UK, and you had thousands of people singing along with this French song. So you say you didn't do this for the fame and for the fortune, but you you have become quite successful in your career. I mean, just the yeah. fact that, that these years later you have people still singing your songs. So do you think Eurovision contributed a big part in that, or do you think it was like a small part of your journey to where you are no, today? No, 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 no. I must be honest. I mean, you know, I was very lucky to have good connections and to meet the right people all the time. You know, Eurovision arrived because of Jesus Christ Superstar. And Jesus Christ Superstar arrived because something else. You know, there is always a link between events. Yeah. And then you have to, to see who does what and what you expect from the next situation. And I must admit that because of Eurovision worldwide, it was... Uh, and also, I recorded the song in four languages. So, well, five with the French. And, and that was important because when you go to a country and your song is famous, it's good, it's famous in your own language, but it's good also to have the, uh, another adaptation 
for other languages because then they can recognize themselves in something that belongs more to them, it's their language. And uh, I think this is also important. And, <laughs> and of course, because a victory uh, at Eurovision brings you something very important, that's why I'm always so happy and so thankful to this event. Uh, and uh, but you know my victory of seventy three it will be always my victory of seventy three. It's not like a, a, a box a championship, you know. That every year you can go and and say, well, I was champion last year, and next year what can I be? No, seventy three belongs to me. That's all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why it's it's important. It's always important to remember that you can go back with a good song mm -hmm. many times, but have a good song yeah. and defend it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your Eurovision experiences a little bit. Um, what Please? do you remember? I saw like even that you're still like in touch with a few artists that were uh, like yeah. in this competition with you. Um, how did you keep in touch all these years? And who are because, they? <laughs> because because uh, there are lots of events. I mean, you know, the, yeah. what is important to know, too, is that the gay community has taken a lot, a lot, a lot uh, um, they have carried a lot, the Eurovision. They love it. They love to enjoy it. They love festivals. They love things like that. So slowly, 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 they have made huge, huge fan clubs. And all these fan clubs, they all join together and they keep us as a family. I always say when I meet somebody who has belonged to Eurovision, no matter if it's the first place or the last one, we all mm -hmm. live the same experience, the, sa the same fear, the same uh, strength, the same everything. And because of that, we can talk about something that reunited us. Yeah. So everywhere I go, when I see some of my past friends and we are so happy to see each other. I mean, no matter that we, we have won or not, we just are happy to meet us. And we all, you know, I'm going to go to Luxembourg for the concert and yeah. I will pay tribute to Eurovision song. So I will yeah. sing only Eurovision songs, two of mine. The third one will be Frida Bukava and I am selecting some songs that I will sing, which were not mine. But some of my friends' songs that I love, hope people will enjoy it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Um, <laughs> since, you, since you participated for both France and Luxembourg, apart from your own songs, do you have, let's, I know it's hard to tell because like the competition is going on for so many years now, uh, mm -hmm. but do you have, I don't know, personal favorite song from these countries in Eurovision in general? So from France and Luxembourg, by your taste. Uh, from France and Luxembourg. Well, I can say that lots of songs from Luxembourg I loved. I mean, of course, Vicky, Vicky Landros, I, I, I love oh, her. Yes. I love her Beautiful. song. I love uh, also there is a song that I uh, was uh, very keen of but didn't win was Croire from Lara Fabian. Lara Fabian, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And uh, um, of course, uh, Sorry. Help me. You know all the songs from Luxembourg. You should know. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Which one? <laughs> yeah, that's why that's the one I'm, I'm looking for. Huh? I mean, there was many from Luxembourg because they yeah. chose they chose uh, songs that um, could mean something, and 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 uh, there was melody and lyrics, which I mm-hmm. love. And um, after that, for France. The last one I, I, I loved really much was the the the, the oh Mon Dieu, the, the, the lady <laughs> who um, the lady who, who who was almost winning uh, if Italy didn't cheat a bit. Barbara Pravi. Barbara Pravi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the exclusive here. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I, 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 you know, I have nothing to sell anymore, so I can say what I say. Yes. <laughs> no, I, mean, I really don't care. I don't care. I don't want to be bad with, uh, of course, you show me Marie Miriam. Marie, of course, I love. Because yeah. Marie is uh, as a kind of uh, magical song and the lyrics and everything. I love. Um, there are many uh, Severine, I loved and Bon about an album yes. because it has a meaning too. I mean, it's my generation, but still, amongst all the songs I have heard now, my favorite song is Conchita Wurst song. Oh, really? Wow. It's, it's the most <laughs> fantastic written song, and she was, and she is still, because I saw some performances of two years ago with the symphony orchestra. She is extraordinary um magical she 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 has really something inside she is a person she means something and you feel it when she sings she he doesn't matter i don't care about that but when i met her in austria it was the year she was selected and she asked me Anne marie can you give me just an advice and i say yes i can give you one be who you are and go for it yeah that's the only thing you can say <laughs> be who you are yeah that's that's incredible because uh, conchita is how i found eurovision because she she made the news here uh not for the right reasons unfortunately but it was enough that i said what is this eurovision thing and of course <laughs> i went and started to explore it and found all the all the songs and got and got hooked that way and like i said eventually i came across uh i went back and found your songs from 73 and 79 so you did you have very different experiences? Did, had had Eurovision changed much between those six years? No, no. Between uh, between seventy three and seventy nine, not much because the well, I, I, except that uh, I entered in a, into a selection, which is really rough, very funny because you know I say French people are um, are gifted and talented for many things, but uh, there is one thing that we are very talented for is strike. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and this is the. Um, I think we are champions. I mean, worldwide champions is France for for strikes. Yeah. Okay. When you don't know to, how to discuss, then you strike. Okay. Every, everyone knows like yeah. Grève Française. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, in fact, um, when I was selected, I, I was in '79. I was not in France too much. Too much. And uh, the, the publisher who discovered me told, called me and he says, well, it's Anne-Marie, it's a shame that 
you are not not enough in France. So why don't you enter uh, into uh, Eurovision again, just to start like this for something, just to recreate an interest around your name? And I said, well, why not? So, but he says, then it will be for France. So you have to enter to selection. I said, okay, mm -hmm. no problem. And then I entered into the first half selection and uh, we were 12, 12 and 12. Yeah. And they kept six, no, 12, 12. Yes, they kept six. Yes, they kept six from each. Mm -hmm. And um, I was part of one of the six. Problem was that the night of the final, we had a beautiful strike. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful, marvelous strike that we had to <laughs> deal with. But then we deal nothing. So French television said, because France is a, one of the big four, five, sorry. So we, we, had, we have to send a performer. Yeah. So they say, well, how can we do? So they just kept all these finalists and they give it to a professional um, jury. And the professional jury selected me. And I said, well, lucky I was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So for, for, for 79, I love strike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good thing. Um, I just remembered something and like uh, without getting too political, maybe we can talk about that very quickly. Um, I remembered that 73 and 79 are both years that were uh, guarded and like they were very securely because, you know, Israel joined in 73 and of course it took place in Israel in 79. Um, did you feel any effects of that? What oh, was that like? yeah. enormous, enormous yeah. uh, for for Luxembourg for the first time because in '73 was the first time that Israel came in. Yes, and uh, I remember because she has become a very good friend with Ilanit. Ilanit. Yeah, she's amazing. And she entered. She was really. She had bodyguards. She had. It was so so difficult for her, but they decided to uh, yes to show that Israel could. Even because of the, the past Munich events of the year before, uh, they, they, they wanted to be there. So um, I said that was very courageous for them. And we had to, you know, in the hotel, we were all in the same hotel. And the hotel, you could not, you could not enter in your room before the police checks everything in your room. If yeah. there is no bomb, if there is nobody hidden, if, uh, it was really, really strange. And um, when I was in 79 in Israel, because they won the year before, so there was the organizers, it was again the same. And what I can say now is that lucky they were that they were, they were that uh, they just um, secured all the stuff because for Luxembourg, there was um, bombs and they stopped at the borders, people who wanted to kill everybody. Mm. Uh, and I remember because there is a story about my red dress um, normally I should have been in a, a pants and a costume it was yellow and um, the day before uh, the, the general rehearsal I was in my bedroom and uh, the waiter came in my room and he was so impressed to see me I don't know why that he, 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 he fell down and he dropped all the coffee on my costume. Oh <gasps> no! Yes. No. So that was it. 
no possibility, you know, coffee on yellow. Even if you go, yeah. <laughs> even oh if you go to the pressing, it, it, no chance to get it to have it back properly. Yeah, that sounds so, like a nightmare. Uh, I rushed immediately to my 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 um, uh, PR and I said, "Listen, I have a problem. I have nothing to wear because my." And I explained. And when he saw that, he said, "Okay." So he had he had to go down to the security and ask if I could go to Luxembourg shop to buy something. I mean, otherwise I will I will sing in, in jeans. And and at that time it was not so you know. And well, we decided to go in Luxembourg. And then I was in a bus, a police bus with mm-hmm. a driver with a gun here, wow. a person on the right with gun, two behind me with guns and motorbikes in front and motorbike behind. And I went into Luxembourg, just like this to buy a dress. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then it was really strange because uh, we enter in shops, but before I enter in shops, the police get out of the of the minibus and they enter in the shop, ask all the people to get out and they checked if there was no bombs, if there was nothing that I could be safe in, etc. Because, you know, my name is David. Mm. So, <laughs> so uh, okay. And, um, and then, uh, well, we did one shop, two shops. When I saw all this mess around me, I said, no, 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 that's impossible. I cannot... I cannot trouble. I cannot get so many trouble to the people, uh, you know, because just to buy a dress or, or a jacket or whatever, I I don't want to disturb so much. So I said, next shop, if I see something in the window, or you say the vitrine, yep. yeah, say? yeah, no? that will be it. And we arrived, and there was the red dress was in there. Oh my God! What a story. Entered, yeah. And I answer, I say, if this is my size, I will wear this. That's for sure. Yeah. So we entered, I excused myself, and I really uh, I apologized to all the people that had to get out for me to enter, to try, <laughs> and to, oh, mon Dieu. And that was it. And, and when I finished, and I say, I was really so confused, I, I sent a, a bunch of flowers to the lady from the shop, and they say, if you win, because it's a dress from my shop. Can you send me a picture? And I said, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. That was the story of my red dress, you know? It was not normally a red dress. It was yellow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's wow. so funny. That's so funny. Well, uh, the end is funny. The beginning was not. <laughs> yeah, was true. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, so it's July 9th, Gay Pride Luxembourg. Uh, we should totally be there. We should come see you again. I would oh, say. <laughs> it would be wonderful. Yeah. Be if you can, I know some, yeah, some are far, but if you can, please be there and, and say that you are there and we, we will connect and we will see. I will hug you. If we come, we'll uh, send you a message and then we record something again. <laughs> Fine. Uh, when you have finished this, all the things and when everything is ready, can you send me the link for me to put it on my of Facebook course. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. And thanks a lot for everything you do for Eurovision and thank for you. Us. Thank you. Well, Maddie. you know, we are not alone. We cannot believe that we are alone. We we need you 
as you need us. Yes. And it's just an exchange. So we must always be thankful to all the people who help in the exchange. That's my yeah. way of life. And I've always been there <laughs> like this. I think I'm a bit maybe stupid, but that's the way I've been educated. <laughs> and that's the way I don't want to change, you know? Yeah, no, it's absolutely not stupid. But thank you so much. Yeah. We should really like just address for a, for um, one of the final questions. Like as we said before, 1973 was was this you know year which probably changed your life. Mm -hmm. uh, when you see Eurovision fans singing your song nowadays, many of whom who weren't born when you won Eurovision, <laughs> yes, yeah. even not they, in the uh, imagination of their parents. All of us. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> How does it make you feel? Because right. it's 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 beautiful. Because I just like a few days ago, I was checking your various performances from the last let's say ten to fifteen years, and it's it. I got goosebumps goosebumps every single time when I saw how crowd jumped on board and it, they were singing with you, which is which yeah. totally makes sense. But and how does the sing? And what 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 surprises me is that uh, you know they they love my song, and some of them are only thirteen. Yeah. And when they come to me and they say, oh, I love you. I love so much your song. I, I'm surprised, but it makes me cry because it makes, it has a, it means that there is a strong exchange between them and, and my song and what I put in my song, probably. And when I, you know, have you seen a, a, a show I did? I think it was in, in Rotterdam where I had no voice at all. It's the first time of my life, no voice at all. My agent wow. said, Anne you have to cancel it. I said, no. Last night when we were there, I saw so many guys wa waiting in the rain everywhere just to, to wait for us next tomorrow. I must do something. I must go on stage. Some of my friends said, Anne-Marie, you, you don't sing. You cannot <laughs> sing. You have no voice. I said, don't worry. I'll manage. So I enter on stage. It was, I think it was about 10,000 people in the audience, something like this, you know. And I, and I explained. And I said, listen, you see, I have no voice. But, but, still I'm there because you ask, you are, spend so much time, money, hours to come over to see us that I had to be here. So now I want the biggest wherever you know my song and you have to sing it with me and i just did a few you know words like this and asked them to sing and they all sang my song it was the hugest memory of something <laughs> at the beginning impossible <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> to sing with that voice and to have such a choir, that's everywhere I go, I have a huge, huge, mm -hmm. huge, huge choir I can imagine. And that's yeah. wonderful. This, this is a gift for me. We just passed the Eurovision season, um, or Eurovision season is waiting to, to be, you know, getting ready for 2024. And you probably watch, you probably watch the, the Eurovision itself in... Liverpool. Not all of it. Not all of it. Which part of it did you watch? The beginning and after I was upset. Oh. Why? I don't like what we show, what we see. There are not songs. I, mm. I'm expecting a Eurovision song contest. Yeah. 
I am a fan for Eurovision Song Contest. And that's it. I mean, mm-hmm. people may not approve me, but being a, a viewer, being a television viewer and expecting things from Eurovision, if I find what I expect, I stay. If what I see doesn't fit to what I expect, then I go to bed and sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Getting some beauty sleep, obviously, of course. Yeah. But I can imagine that everybody is not, uh, has not the same advice as me. I can admit it. The only thing, we return to the beginning. Show or songs? Yeah. Or at some point, if it fits better together, you know, it can be a great show with a song as well, right? Or you don't necessarily agree on that. Yeah. I mean, if why don't we do both of it? Exactly. I'm sure because, you know, people who love songs, they are like me. They close the television and they say, well, your vision is shit. No, 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 no. It's not. It is just a mixture of things that don't fit together. That's yeah. Did you, uh, did you see Lazara? Did you get that far? Uh, did I see Lazara? Yes. Yeah, because there was no Luxembourg this year. So did you like what France sent this year? No. <laughs> uh, not, not, not the, you know, I, I don't know why, what France does with its selection. I, yeah. I, I've had friends who ask me, to help them to enter into the French selection. And I said, well, you have quite a good song. Can, it can fit well. You can succeed or not, but enter into the selection. And when I tried to see where was the selection, I've read that it was already done. And it's always in between the same people. Yeah. It is not there. Because it's, it is not their money. Yeah. It is the money of all the people who watch TV and pay a tax. Absolutely. If they had to, if they have to, you know, every time you, you take something that is not your own money, then you must be very, very, very careful. And you must respect. Because as I always say, if the people who choose representatives of countries, no matter France or whatever, they do it with their own money. Probably they will not choose the person they send. When you, don't pay, when you don't pay for something, you can choose whatever you want. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair at all for the country. That's why lots of people say, uh, why this and this and this, but start from the beginning. You pay, you do whatever you want. You don't pay. You must be honest and open the windows, not close it to a little part of people. That's my opinion. I mean, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's such a great way to to share the views of your own, and, and especially we have to mention that. Um, you know, we Anne Marie David is pretty much not that she's celebrating. 50 years of winning the Eurovision Song Contest. She's the first Eurovision winner we have on this <laughs> podcast. So this is also a huge honor. <laughs> I, hope it will, I hope you will have several after me. Oh, of course. But like, you know, <laughs> the first one is always the first one. So yes. this, is, this is such a great start also. Always also special. Brought. Yes.
and uh, yet again thank you so so i think we could talk hour for hours and hours and hours and there yeah. would be no topic which you know yes. <laughs> no, i don't want to go to work i want to stay here yeah <laughs> be careful yeah be careful. So, we wish well, you I mean, all you the know. best pardon pardon we we wish you all the best and i, I, we I, hope I that we will see you somehow I, in the selection in in any way you know to see you being involved with with um luxembourgish entry for for next year's eurovision and yeah. and we we cannot wait to see more from you more music more yes. amazing performances then, and, and, then yeah. you give me the opportunity of this is what i've done has been released Oh, yeah. Wow, Anne-Marie. Yeah. There are three CDs and 65 songs. Wow. 65 songs. Wow. Congratulations <laughs> to that. That's like, what, 50 years of, of singing, I, I suppose, right? No, I mean, we, we uh, it's 50 years of songs. Yeah. Because yeah. it was impossible to put all of them in. But uh, Marianne Melody, the record company, is pretty... Um, keen of artists who have uh, a long career and they celebrate us a lot. So due to their patience, because it has taken one year and a half to have all the permissions, authorizations and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh, they did it. And I'm very proud of it. And it helps me to celebrate my 50 years of victory. Yeah, so here's your chance. You know, it's a good opportunity. I mean, it's you you celebrate your 50th anniversary of something only once in a life. Exactly. exactly. And this year. Lucky this year. You. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How lucky we are to get you in exactly that year. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I want to promise I cannot promise you to be there in well, for my hundreds. <laughs> I we'll see. Maybe. If so, we'll record another episode then. <laughs> You've been very sweet, all of you, and I uh, wish you all the best. If anything you need, you know how to contact yes. me, and you know that I'll be as helpful yes. as I can. And okay? maybe see you next month in Luxembourg. Then oh, we'll oh yes. I hope. Yes. I hope. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you. Merci Au revoir. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first ever, I mean, not only that, like, we had another legendary Eurovision participant, but like, first, not like first ever winner ever, but like, first ever Eurovision winner for us. Yeah. In our podcast. <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, you both know from our road trip to Andorra, my, my uh, playlist on my phone starts with. 1973. It starts with I think there was there's a clear difference between après toi and It's a, it's a, it's like there's a leap, and then after her you've got Abba. Like it's it's like for me for me the contest starts in that year, and for me she's the first winner. And it's interesting. The Guardian uh, just before Eurovision this year put out a poll. They ranked all 69 winners of Eurovision, and they put. Um, Amari David one place ahead of Lisa Sia in their ranking. So, like, we really did speak with La Reine de l'Eurovision, I think. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we talked about. I don't know anyone in the Eurovision fandom who dislikes that song, who dislikes Anne-Marie or Tutte Reconnaitra, which says a lot because usually Eurovision fans hate everything. 
So <laughs> yes, or they have at least like different opinions on what's good, what should win, what should not. But like, thank God it was be- before social media. But I mean, can we talk about how passionate is she about Eurovision? Like, it's been fifty years this year since she won, and the crowd is still loving it. This is one of the things which I am so fascinated by. You know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm so, so, so happy that she took her precious time and that she joined us for this nice episode. It's probably one of my favorite episodes so far. For sure, yeah. I really hope that, that um, Luxembourgish broadcaster will somehow involve her into their um, participation participation next year i think she could be really nice little touch you know to this whole thing um, especially for the promotion within luxembourg if they could use her for yeah. that even yes to get people to tune in because I, I worry if they don't get the viewing figures uh and then if they don't qualify for the final they might just say you know what screw it we tried it didn't work mm. And I mean, she can be used for anything next year. Like she could be the spokesperson for Luxembourg. She could be in their jury. She could be like in the delegation. She definitely representative. <laughs> Maybe to make a nice mix of show and a song, which she really pointed. Imagine out. Lorraine handing the trophy to Anne Marie David next year. Oh, oh my God! I mean, you... <laughs> oh wow! I'll... I'm definitely it amazed. sounds like a bad fan fiction of Eurovision fans. <laughs> oh my goodness. And can you imagine one thing? Like, so from 1987 to 2023, he was holding the record of being the only person winning twice as a singer. Yeah. Imagine Anne-Marie David winning the following year after Lorraine actually won. So yeah. it would be actually, she, w- she wouldn't be the only woman who won. Yeah. Twice. You you joke, but like, has anybody spoken to Johnny Logan since May thirteenth? Maybe he's somewhere in Ireland just stewing, and he's going to come back and represent Ireland in twenty twenty four and try and get the the third win. And then Lorraine returns the year after yeah. and it goes on <laughs> an endless loop. It would be just like winners battle, you know, in yes. ten years of time. That could be just like Diana International, Charlotte Pirelli, you have you know, like name them. Yeah, that sounds like Liam a fun spin off, Jan. You might have just had a million dollar or a million euro idea. If they had it in a, a, right, a Eurovision winners only show. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. All right, I think we're getting cut up oh. here, but I think this definitely yeah. was one of our favorite episodes. Yeah, well, we're, we're still on a high from what we just experienced, so it makes yeah. sense. So let us know what you think about this episode. Uh, leave a review, follow us on Instagram, building underline bridges online podcast. And we're definitely not done with interviews. We'll see you next week again with maybe another guest. Bye-bye. Grüezi. Ciao. Grüezi. <laughs> <laughs>